Good morning. It's Tuesday, January the 23rd, in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm John David Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today in a prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text today, actually our title today, is According to His Power That Is at Work Within Us, which is also a text and our text. So hear now from Ephesians 3, verses 20 to 21. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. So what is fasting? The dictionary defines it as abstaining from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially as a religious observance. Here's how I define it. Fasting is the lifelong process of becoming a peculiar kind of person who learns to exercise a particular kind of power for the good of the world and the glory of God. Sound familiar? Yep, it sounds like the same definition I offered for prayer. And to prayer and fasting, I would offer a third element, giving. Jesus singled out these three ancient works for special focus. I believe they are three parts of an indivisible whole. Through them, God works in us in a mysterious fashion to receive and impart the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Think of them as the three legs of the stool whose seat enthrones the righteousness of God. We must understand, however, that righteousness is God's gift of himself to us. This is how he rewards us. We grow in this righteousness through secret devotion to God, through giving, prayer, and fasting. I have mostly thought of prayer and fasting, and for that matter, giving, as means by which we get God to do things on our and others' behalf. Certainly, this is a key dimension of prayer. I would call it the dimension of delegation. I think there is a more critical dimension of prayer that receives far less emphasis and yet I believe is far more important. I would call it agency. 
In prayer as delegation, we are a participant in a limited fashion. In prayer as agency, we are a direct actor, moving through the world as the agents of Jesus Messiah. As agents of Jesus, we live and act and have our being in the seamless movement of prayer and action. Agents abide in Jesus in the real world and in real time with ever-increasing levels of attention and attunement to his voice. As Jesus demonstrated, I only say what I hear my Father saying, and I only do what I see my Father doing. We follow suit. As we will see, this is why fasting plays such a key role as a means of physically embodied abiding. When a participant says, I will pray for you, they mean, I will go somewhere else, and at another time I will lift your need to God in an act of delegation. An agent says, rather, I am praying for you. It is not a mere shift of words, but signifies they are living and walking in union with Jesus and carrying his authority in such a way that Jesus is actively demonstrating his power in and through them for their good. Just as with Jesus, so with his agents. It is an active encounter with the living God. An agent moves with given authority in gifted activity. Giving, praying, and fasting forge the holy habitat in which divine agency and activity flows in and through a human person. Read the text today in this light. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, we are quite comfortable with prayer as delegation. While reminding God in our prayers, no less, that he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. For some reason, we seem to forget the next ten words, the clarion call of divine agency, according to his power that is at work within us. May I be bold? Jesus is not looking for more people to delegate divine activity back to him. He is looking for more people who will receive delegated authority to move with divine initiative in the abiding exercise of divine power. That is what, according to his power that is at work within us, means. As we, and as we will soon see, this is why giving, prayer, and fasting is the lifelong process of becoming a righteous person who learns to effectively exercise divine power 
for the good of the world and the glory of God. Now, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, teach us to pray. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Yes, and I receive your delegated authority and release my tendency to delegate back to you. Yes, come Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength, so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. The question, are you seeing the difference between prayer as delegating responsibility back to God and prayer as moving with divine authority to exercise human responsibility. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray, Take all my guilt away. Oh, let me from this day be holy thine. Okay, well, hang on here. You singing a little loud. Oh, I'm singing too loud? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need we need more of you and less of me. How about that? My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear my while I pray, take all my guilt away. Oh, let me from this day be holy thine. May thy rich grace impart strength to my fainting heart, my zeal inspire. As thou hast died for me, oh, may my love to thee, pure, warm, and changeless be of thine. Verse 3. 
While life's dark maze I tread, and griefs around me spread, be thou my guide. Bid darkness turn to day, wipe sorrow's tears away. Oh, let me ever stray from thee aside. When ends life's transient dream, when death's cold solemn stream shall o'er me roll, blessed Savior, then in love, fear and distrust remove. Oh, bear me safe above a ransomed soul. Amen. Well, Dad, thanks for that. I kind of mumbled some words that weren't right, but... Well, the Lord will translate that all correctly. And we, we, we do our best, don't we? Well, it is Tuesday, and we're now well into the week, not even halfway through, but we're singing our way. So I'm encouraged. I really felt like in today's wake-up call, I got clearer about something I've been trying to say for a long time, this whole notion you know, that um, that text, now to him who is able to do abundantly above all we can ask or even imagine. That's typically where we stop. And our prayer life, frankly, is just telling that to God and then asking him to do it. And we completely skip the next 10 words, in effect, which complete the way of God, which says, according, right now to him who's able to do above and beyond all we can ask or even imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. You see, the Lord is delegating divine authority and even power to us, his followers. Prayer and fasting are the means, the sacred means, by which we learn to exercise that power. That is a very particular kind of power for the good of the world and the glory of God. I, you know, I, as I was reading it today, I was thinking about Peter and John when they came to the gate called Beautiful. And there they're coming at the hour of prayer. And they come up on this beggar, right? And the guy's begging for alms. And there you have, you have giving, just like Jesus talks about in Matthew 6. And you have, I believe, prayer, and you have fasting all right there in concert. And Peter and John, I believe it is, 
they are ready for that moment. And they, in effect, don't give him money. But they say, you know, silver and gold we do not have. But what I have, Peter says, I give you. So there's giving. And they made a a move that Jesus makes right there. They did what Jesus did and does. They said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, take up your mat and walk. They're right there moving in prayer according to his power that was at work within them. That's what we really need to see more of. I know that's a dramatic encounter, but there are millions of far less dramatic, but no less dynamic situations on a daily and weekly basis where we are able to walk in an abiding way of attunement to the Lord and to sort of say what he's saying and do what he's doing. And so fasting and prayer become the means of such attunement. You see, fasting is bodily. It's physical. It's the attunement of your very body. It's the the shifting of all the energy away from food and eating and digestion to attunement and sensitivity to the Spirit of God. And prayer is, is the sensitivity of our spirit. So there's our body and our spirit beginning to work in concert according to his power that is at work within us. All right, I'll stop there today. I'm going to keep unfolding this, and you're going to see it, I think, in the next few days as we talk about fasting more. That's just a good place to close. It's We got stuff to do today. We got to get out on the field, okay? I'll see you out there. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. And I'm David Walt. One more time. And I'm David Walt. All right. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.